Hello and welcome to the Claire O'Sullivan podcast. This podcast aims to inspire every person to live a happier, healthier and more fulfilling life and to bring you the right information on how to do so. Thank you to everybody for listening to the podcast. If you are enjoying it, please hit subscribe and drop us a review. Now let's dive into the next episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Claire O'Sullivan podcast. Today I am absolutely honoured to be joined by an amazing Irish athlete, Katie O'Brien. Um, I'm so excited to speak to you today, Katie, and just to learn so much from you, from your journeys and your experiences to date. But I don't want to introduce you. I think you're going to be so much better at doing that yourself. So tell us, Katie, who are you and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, great. Well, first of all, thank you very, very much for having me, Claire. I'm delighted to be on your podcast. Um, so yeah, um, like you said, my name's Katie O'Brien. Um, I'm from Cambridge. I'm 26. Um, and I suppose I, I suppose the reason you have me on is because I'm a rower. Um, I'm a para rower. So um that kind of so I have a disability, my disability is spina bifida. Um, and so when I'm rowing, I don't actually use my legs. So it's all upper body and trunk. Um, and I suppose then in terms of my, I'm full-time athlete at the moment. So I'm training down in Cork in the rowing center, which is brilliant. Um, but pre becoming full-time athlete, I'm a vet. So I worked as a vet out in Tume in Galway. Um, and I, I qualified in 2020. So I worked for a year and then just February gone there, I kind of retired. That's my, uh, that's my <laughs> I'm a retired vet um, at the age of <laughs> Um, and now, yeah, just training full time now down in the National Rowan Centre um, with, I suppose, the hopes of trying to qualify for Paris Paralympics 2024. Wow, wow, wow. So a very uh, a short, a short stint before before retiring as a vet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is incredible. So was was the dream for you to be an athlete, to be a full time athlete? Was that always in your head? Um, to be honest, not really. Like the dream for me was actually always to be a vet. And then I suppose, but I sport has always been part of my life. And oh, like it wasn't even like a, it wasn't that it was a choice. It was just kind of something I always did and was always trying new things. So I would have done horse riding always as a, as a kid. We kind of grew up with horses. And then um, like that, I would have been played every sport there was going in school. So I would have played soccer, Gaelic, hurling. Now, mind you, I would have been in goals for all of them because obviously <laughs> I'm not the best um, outfield person. I'm not the best runner. So I would have found myself in goals, but I wasn't half bad. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I would have always sport would have always been kind of a, a part of my life. And then I think when I watched the Paralympics in 2012, um, well, for, it started really with the Olympics and watching Katie Taylor win her medal. And then when I watched the Paralympics, I was like, oh, my God, I could actually do it. So, you know, I could do that. So that's kind of where my kind of dream of of going to the Paralympics and becoming a full time athlete started really for I think that was kind of 2012 watching it when I kind of decided. Wow. And so when you were watching the Paralympics in 2012, were you just like watching all of the sports and thinking I could do something? Were you rowing at that stage? No. So at the time, I didn't even know really what rowing was. I think I kind of like everyone brackets, kayaking, rowing, canoeing, all the same. Um, <laughs> so I kind of didn't even really know what it was. And what happened was I was watching the Paralympics with my dad and I was like, dad, dad, I, I really want to do this. And because horse riding was my sport at the time, I was like, I'm going to do it in horse riding. 
So I emailed Paralympics Ireland and was like, you know, I'm really interested in getting involved. Um, is there horse riding? Because I sure I knew nothing about it. You know, um, I didn't even know if it was there. So they were like, look, um, come up to this sports day. We have it on in UCD. And it was literally only a month later where all of the sports were kind of exhibiting and you could basically go around to the different stalls and like try out the different sports they had to offer. Mm -hmm. So I went up that day anyway, which was like a month later. And this was all 2012. Like this is literally the month following on from after the Paralympics and um, went to the horse riding stand, but they only had dressage and like, it's an amazing sport. It is, but I was looking for more of like an adrenaline buzz, you know? So I went around to different stalls and just one of them happened to be rowing. And I sat on the rowing machine and, the guy that was there was like okay just sit down there now and pull a few strokes and like I would have been a small not a small girl but I I wasn't large by any any means um and I pulled a few strokes and he was like "Uh, do do that again and then I pulled a few more strokes and uh, so I was quite strong for the size of me like because I was um I would have been in and out of wheelchairs in and out of crutches in and out of all these my upper body for my age and for my size would have been stronger than you would expect. So uh, literally a month after that, I was asked back to a training camp and it all kind of just took off from there. So uh, rowing kind of found me. I was only 16 then. So rowing kind of found me rather than me finding rowing, I think. That is that is kind of crazy. That just sounds like it was kind of meant to be in a way. Like there's like too many little coincidences nearly there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's mad. And even I still have the email like that I sent off to Paralympics Ireland um, that I sent off with dad being, you know, and it's it's so funny you're reading it back because like, you know, when you're 16, the way you'd write an email is hilarious. So like, no, I have, it's 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 mad the way it all happened, really. Um, it all, and it all happened so quick. I mean, six months after that, I was at my first World Cup. So um, like it was, it was a kind of a whirlwind thing. And I think I was so young as well. I didn't even really realize, you know, the, I suppose what I was getting myself into so yeah wow. no, it was amazing wow. so what age were you at that time in 2012 so I would have been 16 then okay. yeah 16. okay um it's just mad that like how many how many of us will look at the Olympics or like look at like Gaelic football or something and be like geez I'd love to be in Croke Park or I'd love to be like heading for the Olympics but obviously nothing ever happens with that <laughs> it is kind of like it's mad that you just saw that on TV one day and was like I'd love to do that and look at the manifestation now ah <laughs> uh, yeah no in, in fairness I think like that that saying you know if you can't see it you can't be it it just stands so clear there like literally it, all it took for me was to see people doing it and and like it, I mean I know that's used a lot in women's sport but it's across the board like it's you know it's me seeing other people with disabilities and be like oh my god there's something out there for me and because I didn't realize there was this world of para sport most a lot of people would like sure I grew up in Clarence Bridge and like I was probably the only person in the school when I, I'm trying to think now I probably was the only person in the school with a disability so like okay. I was so used to like I did you know I just played able-bodied sports and I was at a disadvantage and that was just it but this kind of opened my eyes being like oh my god there's an even playing field for me there where like I'm not at a disadvantage and I can actually be the best and excel and like I think it kind of opened my eyes to what I could go and do then so yeah wow wow so that was 2012 six months later you were competing in the world's yeah well world cup not a world not a world championships and so again the the boat class at the time was only the double so I had to do it with this other so had to be a boy and a girl and at that talent ID they ID'd another guy Keith and who was also from Galway so we kind of trained together for that six months and then went to went to the world cup now we came last but (laughs) 
We still went. We still went. I I tell I tell people we came sixth, but there was only six. <laughs> six times <laughs> away better. <laughs> um, but still, that was like six months into a rowing career, into a new sport that you hadn't even tried before. Yeah, no, uh, it was it was an amazing experience, especially for someone so young, you know, to be going away with the team and yeah, like like really cool, really cool. Wow, wow. Okay, so after that, then in twenty twelve, was that just like, was that it? Was that you kind of hooked? It was me hooked, but the problem was it the the guy in the boat with me, Keith. He wasn't, so he kind of stepped back, and it kind of left me. Then I had no one to row with. So um, the singles wasn't an event at the World Cup and it wasn't an event at the World Championships and it was an event at the Paralympics. Now, it was an event at Henley and it was an event at the Homes. And I did both of those um, in the coming months. So I did Henley, I think, in 2014, 2013 or 2014. And I think I did the Homes in both those years as well. Um, And I think, well... I mean, both of those went very well for me. I was, I, I, I won both of them. So that, that was great. But then I think I kind of got to the stage where I wasn't able to go any further with it. So like, you know, I'd kind of done Henley and I'd done Holmes and I wanted more, but I couldn't because I had no doubles partner. There was no, there was nowhere for me to race at the World Cup, nowhere for me to race the World Champs and nowhere for me to race the Paralympics. So I kind of had to make a decision then. And I did, I took a step back from it and it kind of coincided, I suppose, with me going to college though, which, okay. um, you know, so I kind of spent my first few years in college then just having the crack and I, I didn't even step foot in the gym for two or three years, which, you know, I'm to be honest, when I look back, I'm glad I did it because I had such a good time. Um. Um, and then so yeah I had about three years break from the sport and then I got a phone call um, when I was in about third year college and I was actually just back from a summer away in America so I put about 10 kilos on and <laughs> I got a call from the coach being like look the, they're after bringing the single back into the world championships Will you? It's, wow. he was like it's still not the Paralympics but it's the world championships will you come and give it a go and so that was like, you know, that was just, I was kind of game set and match. I was like, let's go, you know. Straight away. Yeah, yeah. It, did, it helped now that I had 10 kilos to lose. That was <laughs> <laughs> an extra motivator. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, but then it kind of took off from there again. So that's where my kind of rowing career went, went kind of from a, a pause and then took off again. Okay. And so that was like third year in college. Did you kind of yeah. stay studying and training at the same time? Exactly. Yeah. So I think that was her 2019 and 30. That would have been, yeah, 28. Sorry, 2018 is when I went back to it. So I would have, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. So I would have trained for that year then in third year. And it kind of, to be honest, her, so first and second year were obviously, you know, they were hard, but the study wasn't that that hard. It didn't take up too much time. But as mo- most college courses, I think third year is kind of when, you know, uh, SH1T hits the fan and, <laughs> So like the, the the amount of study kind of up. So I think the actually going to the gym in the evenings kind of like, you know, worked well with the study because I was just getting up early, doing my study early and then go to college for the day, doing a little bit of study after college and then finishing my day off, you know, in the gym and getting my session done and going to bed and just doing it again. And they kind of went hand in hand. So, um, yeah, that would have been 2018. And then I I did go to the worlds then in in 2019 um that was like my first race since coming back to the to the sport wow yeah. wow 
was it hard to go from like maybe two, three years of kind of having the crack and not being so focused to go then to, okay, I'm like having my toughest year to date in college and I'm going to train as an athlete to get to the world. Like, how did that switch kind of happen? Um, quite like I'm I'm a person that I don't do anything by halves so like I you know if I'm doing something I do it 100% and I think so like when I was having the crack I was having the crack 100% but once, <laughs> I made, once I made that decision to kind of like right let's let's do this um it was easy it was kind of an easy transition and yeah I was extremely unfit and yeah I was like really struggling and like in terms of like it's 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 hard to know where you were and then to be coming back into, you know, like, God, will I ever get there again? And like looking at, you know, looking at other people, you know, in the same boat class as you and seeing what they can do and be like, there's no way, you know, that I'm going to be able to do that or, you know, like because I, I was totally unfit. Like, so that was difficult. Yeah. um, But like, you know, slowly and surely it kind of started to come back and yeah, got there that that's really interesting what you say it's like you know that it was easy when you make the decision because that's something that we see all the time for our clients as well it's like maybe like you're kind of you have something in the back of your head or you're thinking about like taking some action on your health and fitness goal and then it's like okay there's this one point people often remember where it's like okay I just made the decision to do it and once I just accepted that's what I was doing it was kind of easy just to follow through then when you when you've made that like just committed in your head completely yeah it's 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 that eureka moment and I think we've all had it in in terms of like that whether it be like you know deciding right today's the day I stick to this food plan or today's the day that I stick to you know like I'm 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 doing this for me and like you can have people in your ear telling you what to do and you know but it, it's never going to work until you actually decide it you know it has to be from you so completely because you're the one getting up in the morning before college you're the one putting in the work in the gym after a day of study like if if the desire is not there for you it's it's not happening um yeah but then something else you touched on then it's okay that comparison when you went back into it of oh where I used to be like it's something we see so much as well how did you kind of work your way and navigate your way through that yeah like I mean it wasn't linear you know there's days where you're like oh god this is just awful like you know and like you're like there's no way I'm giving up I'm done and sure then the next day you wake up and you're like right I'll just go and I'll do it again see you see you <laughs> And when you start seeing any like that, once you start seeing improvements and once you start seeing the results, you're like, OK, OK, I've got a little bit of result here. Let's let's work with this. And then you see a little bit more result. And you're like, and it's that addiction. It's that addiction to seeing results. And it might be small, but they're there and you just keep showing up. And I think once you start seeing those little small, even if it's literally a, like a millisecond quicker or you just you found that a little bit easier or you start feeling that benefit of like, okay this is actually so good for my head like my head space is so much better even if even if you know like it's and it's those little things that you're getting about that when you start to see the benefits that's when it gets easy you know totally totally and I think like for people it's like for anything you're like undertaking it's like okay just keep going through that tough bit at the start um until like because maybe you don't see results in that first week or two or maybe you don't actually see any changes or any improvements and it just feels shit <laughs> that yeah. keep pushing through that and then I think it's so important what you said there probably it's probably very objective for you I guess like if you're on um the rowing machine or like 
let's say you're lifting whatever in the gym, you know, you have those measures. So I think it's so important to have some measures of success that isn't just reaching the goal, but like those little things along the way where you can see, okay, I actually am getting a little bit better here. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And like that, it, I mean, I am quite lucky in that it, it is very clear on the road, like we all know their own machines. So, you know, your scores are right there in front of you. So there's no hiding. Um, So it is quite easy to measure, you know, your improvement, which is a good, you know, it's it's a great thing. It's a great tool because you can see it. Now, obviously, it's sometimes on a bad day. It is a bad thing because, you know, we all have bad days and it's yeah. very evident in front of you. Yeah, but there's no hiding. No, there's no hiding. But um. Yeah, no, in, in, in terms of being being able to measure your success, it's nice to have that objective kind of look at things. And obviously, you know, there's subjective parts to it as well, which are which are great in terms of like, you know, is my headspace better? Is all, you know, and, and like there's those kind of benefits as well. But yeah, no, definitely, definitely great to be able to be so uh, clear cut. Like, yes, I'm improving or no, I'm not, you know. Totally, totally. So got back into the swing of things then and you were gearing up for competition in 2019 yeah, so, yeah I got back into swing of things and then trial so for to make the I suppose to make the high performance team or to get sent away to get sent to camps get sent to competitions you we all trial down in the rowing center in Cork um and you have to be within a certain percentage say of the of the fastest boat on the day and so I went to trials and just by the skin of my teeth got selected anyway to to to, to row for for Ireland which was amazing I was supposing wow. you know that was that had been my goal and so I was just wow. absolutely and to be honest like I went to the world with zero expectations because I had done what I set out to achieve that year which was go to the world championships I didn't go with any expectations so um I actually ended up getting the bronze medal um wow. so it was just yeah wow. it was amazing because I really 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 didn't expect it because wow. I had no idea where I where I stood in terms of world ranking you know against anyone else because obviously I've been away from the sport for so long I didn't know what anyone else was doing I'd know it no way to measure myself up against you know the other athletes across the world so um yeah it was it was brilliant it was amazing do you think like do you think that benefited you to go in like with zero expectations that it was like a win just to be there Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, I spoke to even other athletes out there and it it was, they were saying like, you know, they're going into it with almost a pressure on them, you know, because they've done this in the past and people almost expect them to go and do a certain thing where I was going and I, there was absolutely no expectations from anyone, from myself, from my family, from from other competitors nobody knew me I was just totally fresh I was totally green so it was you know it was lovely because I was going I was going to enjoy it and if it happened if something like like which I I I mean to be honest I hadn't even really thought about it but you know I was literally do my best race and it just ended up being being enough on the day so yeah wow so what what was that like yeah it was you know what it was brilliant it really and it's probably one of the probably will be one of the the like best moments you know of my sporting career because it was so unexpected and again I'll never ever ever forget looking up to the stand and seeing my mum and my brother and my sister wow. um going absolutely berserk. <laughs> I, I was in as much shock as they were and it just meant so much to all of us because you know wow. I put in put in the year's work and yeah no I was just yeah it was amazing wow that is class so that was 2019 so did that like what did that do for you then when um when that happened 
oh sure at least the biggest bonfire inside that I'd ever been lit like I was like the minute I crossed that finish line I was like okay this is it let's go let's go like I wasn't I wasn't even like off the water before I was like I need that gold medal you know (laughs) so yeah that was it for me I I was buzzing after it and I was like this is this is the best thing you know ever like I was just just I just lit a fire inside and um I think then I basically like came home, took my few weeks off and just set off then to like, okay, I'm going to give this everything because like that year, obviously I was just, just coming back into it and I was only training once a day. And um, like, it wasn't like, yeah, I was training hard, but I was, it wasn't like I was, it wasn't my everything. Whereas then I think after that I, I made it into, it was my most important thing, you know? And mm-hmm. so I was like trying to get in more sessions and building up that. And then I suppose 2020 came along championships cancelled 2021 came along and like wow. when that that was literally cancelled like about a month before the world championships so that was really hard to take because I had now put in two full years of training by myself in the single and was all ready to go was so excited to go and race this world champs and it was cancelled then in 2021 as well so um yeah that was tough so um then I suppose the next world championships after 2019 was just the one gone 2022 so I ended up training for three full years uh no racing literally zero races you know coming up to to, to 2023 or 2022 summer um and so yeah it, it kind of was a, it was a long wait um but that brought that also what happened in the meantime is I was obviously Paralymp- yes the single was going well for me but you know my goal has from the beginning being the Paralympics and it still is and that had to be the double so while while I was training in the single I was also trying to find someone to row the double with so I actually ended up finding someone um Stephen McGowan he's a guy from Roscommon and he'd had a car accident um it's five years ago now but at the time was only three years um and uh, he started training with me here in Galway and so we actually ended up racing the double as well this summer gone so I did I raced the double and the single uh this summer so I had a great year racing this summer made up for the the two or three three years of training so yeah no, was, you never actually uh, mentioned what happened in those races um the summer gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um the double we came fifth at the world championships which um was amazing to make an a final you know that was always our goal to qualify for the for the paralympics you have to be in the top eight boats at the world championships the year before the paralympics so like our goal was look if we can make an a final you know which is the top six boats like that's going to be a nice you know start for for our paralympic uh you know journey um and we did that now it like obviously doesn't qualify us because it wasn't the year before the paralympics that's this september coming um so yeah that was that was amazing and then yeah I raced the single and um got my got my gold medal this summer wow that is incredible after three years like how hard was it to keep yourself so driven like I guess like I guess each time you were probably thinking you were going to get to compete I'm assuming that's it yeah so like I you know it's kind of I suppose that question of short-term goals so I I didn't really realize it was going to be three years I'm sure that was that was a good thing you know because I it was a year it was a year at a time really so it kind of broke it down for me that that way and yeah no it was it was I just kind of I suppose I didn't when 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 things were cancelled like 
even the day that I can remember the day the the second world championships in a row was cancelled I still trained that day and I still went and did my sessions and probably trained just as hard as I would have done with it had they not been cancelled and I think it was it's just that like that that fire was lit inside and I I, I still had that end goal in sight which was going to the world championships and yeah it was a year later than I wanted it to be but it was still there and it didn't it didn't put the fire out at all. So what was it like when you got that gold then after the wait? Uh, yeah, amazing, amazing. Relief, to be honest, a lot of relief. <laughs> um, just absolute elation. Wow. Yeah, like, amazing. Yeah, amazing. Wow, that is incredible. And it's just really cool. It sounds like that first time in 2019, you just like, you knew there was more potential there. You knew there was more in the bag and it was like head down to get there and like eventually got that gold and everything you imagined came true yeah I think I like I went into the world championships like this time obviously not with any expectation but I did I did know the result that I wanted I didn't go expecting it but I did know what I wanted and so like that just total relief really that I, I was able to you know to to do it on the day and like the girl the girl who came second um I would have raced her in 2019 and she would have won it in 2019. So mm. um, she would have been someone I've been watching for years, you know, watching videos of her race and watching mm. and just really looking up to her. And like, wow. you know, it's total kind of um, totally surreal to be, you know, racing her and not just like, you know, not just side by side, but beating her was amazing. Wow. Like, cause, you know, it's, it's like, I suppose it's, it's the same as all of us, you know, we all have heroes or people that we'd be watching and, then to be to be alongside her was was great. Yeah, was great. that is incredible. Um, so that was just like summer just gone, and where are you at now with things? Yeah, so that was summer gone. Um, so now it's kind of I've parked the single, um, and really, really just focusing on this double now. So trying yeah. to get the double going, and um, I suppose qualify for Paris because it's it's literally what are we now? We're January, February, March, March. So it's five five months down the line. I think is world world championships September. It's in Serbia. Um, okay. and so if we can become in the top eight boats at that, that'll be that'll be our plane ticket book to to Paris twenty twenty four. So wow. Okay. So <laughs> so it's just all the two like you and Stephen. Everything's focused on that now. Like that. Like tunnel vision for that. Totally, yeah. Total tunnel vision now for the next five months. So, yeah. How has that been going for you guys so far? Yeah, really, really good. Like Stephen, like that, has literally only just come into the sport. He's rowing now two years. But I mean, last summer he was racing with only 18 months experience under his belt, which is insane for him to be at that level after only 18 months. Um, So his improvement curve is so steep. You know, he's just improving all the time. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's going great. And like that, we're just the two of us are as stubborn as each other and as hardworking as each other. So we're a good duo, like and um, you know, we 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 have high hopes for ourselves and I think we set our targets high and like we may not like that, we they may not we may not get to where we want to be, but um, you know, it's it's good to set our targets high and and we both we both like that, we both work hard and we both enjoy working hard. You know, I I 
I'm enjoying the process. So, you know, the, the end goal would be obviously amazing if we do get to go. But at the end of the day, I'm enjoying the process of trying to, to get there as well, which is which is the main thing. So that's incredible. And well, exactly what you said, if you don't aim high, well, then like you're you're going to be selling yourself short. Like, I guess you aim to you aim for the best. And if you're enjoying the journey, there's absolutely nothing to lose along the way. Yeah, completely, completely. Oh. What do you love about it? What do you love about that journey now? Um, I think the big thing for me is that the 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 buzz I get from training and like after training, how I feel and how it clears my head, how like I I, I guess being with like-minded people who love working hard and working hard together, and again, just like really headspace for me is huge. I find it, I find I find when I can't train or when I'm injured, like I'm all over the shop. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really, it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not myself at all. So, you know, it keeps my head in check and uh, like you're training with people who, who get the same buzz and you all kind of keep each other going. So it's, again, it's a, it's community. Um, There's great camaraderie in the rowing center and um, I love setting myself goal targets and working. I love, you know, I love the grind and I love seeing results. And like that, rowing is one of those sports where you do get to see results and whatever you put into the sport, you'll get back. So um, it's it's a good sport for someone who who likes that, you know, so it's, yeah. yeah. That's incredible. So what, what does like a typical week of training and life look like for you now? It's very, very boring, but um. <laughs> So basically I get up, I have my porridge, I uh, <laughs> go in, we, we we usually arrive at quarter past eight and we'd all kind of warm up together then in the rowing centre and um, like whether it's stretching or mobility and, and that. And then we'd usually, if you're getting on the water or on the rowing machine, depending on weather or weights, um, we'd have a session then from usually right nine to eleven then shower up, have lunch, go and relax for an hour or two. Um, and then second session, usually around two or three o'clock, uh, again, on the, either on the water, on the rowing machine or in the gym doing weights. That's usually around then like three to say five o'clock, then shower up, go have your dinner, go home. And then like by that time, it's seven or eight. Some of us, some of us have college. I work on like, like part time online just, to, you know, to have a bit of something coming into the, to the bank account. Um, and so I'll do like an hour maybe in the evening of work and then literally just get prepped for the next day. And like like we like recovery is so important. So um like you know, we're we're training there for like it could be four, it could be five, it could be six hours a day. So like recovery is key. So getting the right food in, the right amount of food in and relaxing and like trying to get your body recovered enough that you can do it again the next day. And that's Monday to Saturday. So then Sunday's usually a rest day. But it could be it could it could also be a half day. It depends what kind of phase of the cycle we're on. So we'll have like 100 percent weeks, we might have 75 percent weeks. So they kind of build in terms of uh, session, say, length and how many sessions as well. Okay, wow. And is everything like mapped out for you guys? Like coaches have everything kind of mapped out ahead, like strength sessions, water sessions and all like, I guess, for a few months ahead. Yeah, they would have a full cycle kind of mapped out. Now, we usually wouldn't really get the whole thing. They kind of drip feed it to us, but they yeah. would have a plan. Um, yeah. So we get 
sometimes we'd get the week plan other times they're like no you're not getting to you'll find out just worry <laughs> about this session and you yeah. worry about the next later do you know otherwise yeah. sometimes like looking at it being like dreading a certain session why <laughs> they don't give it to us all the time but yeah no, they have it well planned yeah okay. that's great to hear that you still dread a session even at the level you're performing at oh god yeah yeah when you see one of those big long sessions that's going to take you like second 100 hours to do and you know that it's just going to be so tough like you do you do dread it but in the end of the day you go you get it done you feel great after it you know so absolutely is there just like there's obviously just never a question in your head as to will I won't I do it it's like it's regardless of how I'm feeling this is getting done yeah absolutely yeah yeah how have you conditioned that um well I think it's the mindset of everyone at the rowing center you know there's no there's no choice in it really it's I think as well it's it's it's, I suppose it's our job so it's like you can't just wake up and like no I won't work today I'm not going to go into my you know my nine to five (laughs) you like it um so you know it's just one of those things that you just you just go in and you do it and um I think like I we were at a talk actually last night and we were saying like you know sometimes you'd be walking into the rowing center and you know the head might be down and you're just oh I'm here you know and but then once you get chatting to you meet your friend in the changing room and you start chatting and then you're a little bit brighter and then you start the session you're halfway through the session you're like okay this is good nearly there and sure the session's done then you're in great form leaving session's done you're having the crack with your friends and you know it's it's so it's yeah it's lovely it's lovely great to be part of that whole kind of community that that is incredible that like even though maybe it's only like I guess you were competing on your own before and now you and Stephen together, but it's actually a much bigger network and a much bigger community, which is cool. Yeah, definitely. No, it's lovely now to be down in the Rowan Centre in Cork and training with the whole team. I think there's 27 athletes based there all the time. So, you know, it's a big team now. And like, we all like that similar mindset, similar like goals. And because you're training a lot, like I'm literally training alongside Olympic medalists um, every day. um, And it just makes, it makes it makes it feel real and it makes it feel possible because you can see what they're doing so surely if you're mimicking you know what what this olympic gold medalist is doing you're you're on the right track so it's like it's it's an absolute privilege to be a part of it yeah that's incredible that's incredible and you know sometimes when we have those like thoughts those kind of negative thoughts of oh god i don't want to do this or not this again I think when you kind of like just overcome those thoughts enough at times, you just kind of know you're going to like not listen to that voice and it's just going to get done anyway. And I think when you condition yourself enough to know that I will feel better after, it's like it, it makes it that bit easier over time. And I, I think you kind of turn down the volume on some of those kind of noisy thoughts. It's such a learned thing. It's a it's genuinely something you have to learn to kind of go into something, even though you don't want to do it. And then you do it and you feel great after it and like something happens in your brain being like okay so even though we didn't really really want to do that we did it and now look how we feel and then your brain slowly starts to learn it and it becomes a subconscious thing rather than you actually thinking about it you know so totally. it's, yeah 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 totally totally <laughs> and you were saying that um like recovery and being ready to go again the next day is a big thing how do you like how do you recover six days a week from two sessions a day to be always ready to go again the next day yeah it's tough I have to say it is tough you know and like it's just getting calories in really is the big thing and 
Um, and like sometimes you don't get it right and sometimes you are really struggling the next session and you do hit that wall. Um, but, you know, like that, we have access now to, to, to a lot of people down the rowing centre in terms of nutrition and in terms of like, you know, other athletes like I, I I'm always asking my peers down there you know what do you do or what's the best thing and um I think for us though because our sessions like that we could be out in the water for two hours it's just getting calories in and carbohydrates in and taking them at the right times as well um you know and hitting what what you need to be hitting because um it is so easy to to just feeling tired and I just don't feel like you know oh I mightn't have the you know mightn't have the energy to go cooking or you know you might just skip one meal because you just don't feel like eating but like it's it can be detrimental then and it's just like that lag effect throughout the week then because you you didn't get it right on Monday and now you're on Friday and you're still trying to catch up on yourself so yeah it's a, it's a huge huge piece that recovery piece for us it's um it's massive yeah and is is that kind of all down to like yourself then you just need to be honest with making sure all those meals are ready to go and that you're not like skipping things and you are actually getting the right fuel on board yeah massively like and I think it's that being organized having making sure the food is in the fridge not like getting home from session and still having to do your shop and still having to cook it and still having you know that's just too much so like you need to be organized and you need to plan and prepare and you know know what you're going to have and know what's easy when you are tired and if you know there's a big day coming up maybe have it ready so that you can come in and just eat straight away um to be fair we are lucky that a few days in the rowing center um we'll get a meal delivered and it, it, it does just make it so much handier and like oh i'm a devil for takeaway as well if i'm dying get <laughs> it and it's good it's loads of calories and you know you get your your quick fix and also makes me very happy so uh, yeah, that's, it's not all team eating don't don't be fooled I think when the goal is getting a lot of calories in when like the higher calorie density foods are your friend and I think um like I've worked with a good few like GA athletes and things like that as well and often people are a little bit afraid to be having the nicer stuff but if your calorie needs are so high that is like because you can't really consume all the calories you need probably from really healthy foods you'd just be stopped literally yeah no literally as in our nutritionist is like get jellies get chocolate get she's like actually I, I had a meeting with her there um last week and she was like stop eating popcorn she was like you can't like that <laughs> eat crisps like she's like that's for people trying to be skinny she's like if you take one thing from this conversation stop eating popcorn and I was like okay the only popcorn you can have it's covered in toffee <laughs> <laughs> I have I've definitely said that to a lot of like athletes as well over time it's like you cannot carb load on pasta like (laughs) there's just like going to be too much fiber and you are going to be exploding um and like that's that's part of the fun of being an athlete as well like you're actually doing all that work that you need like you need that nice stuff yeah exactly yeah no and I'm a big foodie so it suits me (laughs) amazing amazing Um, I guess you kind of learn over time as well if you've like you know if you've maybe made the mistake a few times of I haven't been on it with nutrition or I haven't been on it with sleep you see the negative impact and it's like no one wants to go out then the next day and feel like that again no yeah definitely definitely like um and you know that like it's it's it also has, you know, health benefit, like, you know, you, you, you do get sick, you know, and you do get injured. Um, Like it's not, it's not just even the next day where you're feeling it, like they can have long-term 
um effects like I know like I'm actually just coming back from a rib injury and it's down to like I I, I probably was under fueling and it's a case like I was on camp the training load went up I probably was wasn't aware of how high my calorie needs were and it resulted in me having like a stress injury of my rib and that's just and like just like and if you asked a normal person and saw what they were eating, like all my friends will tell you how much I eat and it just wasn't enough. And like, so, you know, that's my bone density having it getting being affected. So, you know, that's 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 longer term effects. So like you do have to be so careful and it's not just, you know, it's not just that you don't have the energy, but it's actually your health as well. So um, that's okay. like, that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And I guess like even if like um do you know like if you're missing time out of training due to injury, that's impacting performance over the longer term. Even if you're able to do a session now, not so well fueled, it's like, okay, well, where is this gonna cost me down the road? Or like colds and flus and things like that. Yeah. If you're picking those up and there's time out of training, it's just not gonna help an athlete in their pursuit of like, oh, do you know, exactly. you're gonna have things planned out for a year that you want to be at certain levels literally yeah yeah you really have to think long term and like you know um you know sometimes sometimes we don't like we we like that like I know it sounds amazing having to eat all all these calories and how you know how it's great but like sometimes you don't want to be you know eating all those calories and you get you know you're you're just um I suppose we we, we have it all drilled into our heads of being healthy and you know from like like I know my mom like you know you you watch your mom be on a diet you watch your sister be on it you know and you're just it's so into your head being healthy eating the right thing and um it, it's almost like it's hard sometimes to eat yeah, all this bad totally. and we eat over overeating um so you know you kind of have to get your head around that as well sometimes but no it's um yeah I think it's just that 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 fueling aspect and looking at the long term and what effect it can have down the line of and it's not just your energy needs the next day but it's just that long-term effect of it yeah I can resonate so much with what you're saying um something I'm going through at the moment so I trained for um two marathons last year and I also decided to do a cut, so decided I was going to get really lean at the same time. In hindsight, really not a good idea to decide to get really lean while training for a first and a second marathon. I ended up losing my period, and now I'm in the process of just having to really cut down training in order to get it back. And it's like, like at the time, if you were to look at me, it's like, okay, the picture of health being able to like run that distance or perform at that level but it's not, not when it's at that cost. And it's like, I just had it in my head that, okay, I want to like run this marathon and then I'll taper things back and things will sure, be I'd fine. Say everyone's saying to you, oh, you look amazing. You know, I'd say, you know, you're, you're wow. You're so fit. You're so healthy. But 100%. Really, opposite, you know, when, because when you lose your period, that's your body being like, right, shutting this off, you know, something 100%. not right here. 100% and it's the same as what you're saying is like do you know we're conditioned to think that being healthy and dieting is this really positive thing and it's like subliminally like nearly in our heads um but actually yeah. like it, it's good to question those things and I totally get what you mean as well like if you're conditioned to eat healthy and to think oh these healthy foods are good then it's yeah. hard sometimes to go against that and like I'm in the process of gaining back body fat now to try and help the process and like that's actually healthy right now even though like you said you might not get the validation for that side of things yeah isn't it mad like that gaining like I'm I'm basically doing the same because I'm increasing my carbs a lot at the moment because of my rib stress injury and like it's 
for me to be healthy at the moment is putting on weight and gaining body fat and like it's such a mind (laughs) you know what I mean because your whole life the opposite is true and so now I'm like right okay and it's really hard to get your head around and it's really hard to break that like cycle in your brain of being like no this is good this is like what you need to be doing you know completely I think because we're fed it from so many different angles for so many years and if you're actually around that stuff as a child as well I think you don't even realize what's like programmed into you and um I think as well like if you've been at a certain level of leanness you're going to just automatically compare to there and like so I'm gaining back body fat now and it's like okay well like certain clothes I would have bought myself last year when I was 10 kgs lighter they are tight on me now. So like, but you could feed into that so much. I'm like, okay, we'll just like wear different clothes. Like, <laughs> but it's not easy. Like that's a battle oh, in my head oh. all the time. Yeah. And I'd say you've good days where like, you're like, no, nope, this is great. You know, I'm doing so well. I know this is the right thing. And then other days where I'm like, God, I, I I can't believe I can't fit in those jeans. And oh God, you know, and it 100%. is, it is just, it's just something like it. And it is, it's hard. Like it's hard to get your head around it. Yeah. Yeah, because like, and it's that, that picture of being lean and being healthy and, and it's getting the compliments and it does feel good to get the compliments when everyone's saying, wow, you look great. And, you know, uh, but yeah, no, I think like it's, 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 it's about your, I suppose, it's about just that overall picture of health again. And like it being lean and being, you know, looking a certain way like at the end of the day, I think we all kind of have to try and relearn that that actually isn't what healthy is and 100 percent. it's like it's and I I do think that's changing because people are talking about it more but um like even for you like I guess like you know like we have this perception of like what an athlete looks like and of like you know like uh, from wherever like we're seeing that on tv and I guess like that's going to make things uncomfortable for you then but I guess it's reminding yourself what's the number one priority here and if the number one priority is health like then we need to be reminding ourselves of that nearly all the time when those negative thought processes are creeping in and we maybe don't want to eat x amount of calories that we know we really should yeah definitely yeah no definitely it's 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 yeah it's it's a hard one all right yeah but uh no yeah 100 <laughs> how how do you how do you manage like we'll say mentally even with challenges like like the injury now like if you are having to maybe like take a step back in training and you know I guess there's probably a lot of things going on in your head that I want to be doing this I want to be doing that and pushing on with this yeah no I think I think again it's just the end goal so you just keep your end goal in sight and you work on and I try to take positives from it so like you know um I'm reducing my load on say the row machine but I'm increasing the load on the bike and so getting my legs that little bit stronger not that I use my legs in the boat but even the pressure through the foot plate I'm like look there's something to gain there and like so it's just little things like that you know so you just try and take positives from it and again keep the end goal in sight and obviously easier said than done there is days where I'm frustrated but um you know it's it's just the end goal and you're working it's never going to be linear it's I mean you can't always be on top form and you know like that like I'm glad this has happened now and I realize look I need to be more on top of my fueling increase the calories and like it that this probably means that in three or four months I'm going to be better than I would have been because if this hadn't come to light and I was still under fueling and not realizing I was under fueling I thought I was eating loads like I thought I was eating plenty but I clearly wasn't and uh, so like I, now that it's come to light and now that I'm fixing that like 
I probably have way more ground to make up, way more strength to make up. And so like, you know, I can see positives from it as well, wow. you know. That's an amazing mindset flip. Like, what can I like? What can I gain from this? What are the benefits of this? What are the positives? If you can do that with any of the challenges, like you're absolutely winning. And I guess, like you said, like there's percentage gains for you there. If you were under fueling, what happens when you fuel right? And like, like I guess a much better time to get this now rather than at a time that like is maybe more crucial for you or closer to competition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this is the right time to do it. I know competition's coming up, but like so much better now than bang smack in the middle of of summer where like I know I have a competition in three weeks time and, you know, I'm being told to not row. So, um, no, it's a good time for it to happen. It's a good realization. And I'm really glad, you know, that I have come to the realization because like that, you know, you can you can literally flip it on on its head and be like, this is exciting because like I obviously have more room to get stronger get fitter get faster now because I'm going to feel right and I'm going to you know be more on top of my of my 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 recovery and and hopefully you know I've, I've more places to go now so I love that I love that it's like it's just changing your perspective when you change the way you look at things the things you're yeah. looking at change um it's one of my <laughs> favorite sayings ever and it just sounds like you've got such a good mentality towards any challenges that you're facing which is going to serve you so well um, but I'm conscious that I've taken up so much of your time now. Um, I have one question oh. that we always like to close the podcast on. So just as a final question, um, I was going to ask you if you were talking to your younger self, younger Katie, um, what's the one piece of advice you would give to her based on your experiences and your lessons through life to date? Um, I think if I could speak to her, um, I think the, I suppose the hardest age for me is probably those teenage years where you're just in secondary school. You kind of are really not sure of yourself, not sure of, you know, you're, everything's a little bit difficult and just you kind of you're kind of trying to figure out who you are and at the same time, be the same as everyone else. And unfortunately, I was clearly not the same as everyone else because I had a limp. And I think I kind of not that I was embarrassed, but I definitely tried to hide it. Um, whereas now I'm I'm so I'm I'm proud of it and it's so part of my identity. And I wish I could tell myself, like, you know, that's who you are and be proud of who you are and not don't be trying to be a sheep in the crowd, you know, like I I, I want to try and fit in, but really like you know I I wish I wish I could be like Katie you know that's don't like there's no need to be trying to hide it and that's who you are and it makes you who you are and like now now I'm delighted that like to be honest I like I I'm I'm glad now that you know of of having my disability because it is who it's such a part of my identity and um so yeah, I think I would just tell my my younger self, I suppose, to be proud of who you are. And yeah. Wow. That's an incredible lesson. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for being on the podcast, for sharing all your incredible insights. The best of luck over the next year. And I can't wait to see you um smashing it in 2024 as well. Because no doubt at all, with the way you're heading towards things, you will be. So the best of luck and thank you so much for your time. Oh, thanks really, Claire. No, it was lovely chatting to you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Claire O'Sullivan podcast. I hope you are enjoying it. If you are, please make sure you hit subscribe and drop us a review and we will catch you in the next episode.